Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. You never know which way God's going to come. You never know which way God's going to come. In case you're new this morning, I usually come through that curtain. I had my hand on the door. Lord says, uh-uh, go through the other door. <laughs> and tell people, quit telling me how I'm coming. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this morning. Uh-huh. You don't know how God's coming. You're looking for him in just one particular way. All of Israel was looking for Jesus to come. But they were looking for him in one particular way. In case you wasn't here last week, we had a wonderful scripture. You could probably get a copy or visit uh, our podcast. But it's about that God woos us. Uh, because obviously, your way is not working. So you've got to give up your way. Which means, most of us have some concept of God. It means that we think, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do, and God is going to come this way and bless me. And we just got our minds set on that way. And we'll reject anything else that comes through that door because we want him to come through that curtain. Uh, in fact, in church, we, we even have trouble sometimes um, I used to pastor some churches, you know, you change one thing and people then lost their salvation. <laughs> and sometimes they lose it on you, you know. <laughs> I, I probably have a few people's salvation on me. That means, you know, they attack you and they lose their salvation, you know, in the process, you know. Because you're expecting God to do this thing one particular I don't really want to talk that much about heathens this morning, but I want to talk about church people. Yeah, sometimes we love to talk about heathens. It makes us feel better. We talk about how wicked our neighbor is, and we feel like a good neighbor. So we ain't talking about heathens this morning. We're talking about church people. We want God to come one way. We want our healing to come one way. We want our blessings to come one way. We want our finances to come one way. And usually it's just the same old way. We're very repetitive, you know. And we, we just... And here's the thing. God is such a gentleman, he will let you reject him. Hmm? You don't have to get saved. You don't have to be blessed. You don't have to be healed. Hmm? Yes? That shows you how awesome God is. See, God is in control, but he still lets you reject him. Hmm? Yes? God is in control. He'll let you walk on the water, but he'll still let you get scared if you don't trust him. Hmm? The blessing is there. This morning, we have Psalm 4-8. We're 
We're going to look at Psalm uh, 4, 6, 7, and 8. Uh, I like to just put one verse up at a time because it kind of keeps you focused. So Psalm chapter 4, verses 6, 7, and 8. This psalm only has eight verses. Psalm of David. And um, I am moved by what David said. David says, many people are asking, where can I get help? Or many people are asking, who will prosper me? Hmm? And then they say, shine upon me, Lord. Shine upon my face, Lord. You know, bless me. So, verse 6 says, many people are asking, you know, where can I get help? King James says, prosper me. Shine your light upon me, Lord. Hmm. But David says, I have a greater joy. Now, when he says many people, he's talking about believers. But in verse 7, David says, I have a greater joy than that of when their wine and grain or corn abounds. I have a greater joy than that of when their wine and grain abounds. Hmm. Back up a little bit. Verse 6. Many people say, where can I find help? And they say, shine your light upon me, Lord. Upon my face, shine your light upon me, that I may prosper and be blessed. But David says, I have a greater joy than when all their, you know, at harvest time, when all their, not only harvest time, but when it's a great harvest, when all their wine and their corn abounds, I have a greater joy. And then he says, I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. Hmm. So, without realizing it, David is quite the theologian here. If we take the time to see it. He says many people, not heathens. Well, even heathens will do that, but we're talking about church people. Many people say, Lord, shine upon me that I can prosper, that I have a lot of wine and grain. Now, that don't, might not mean a lot to some of you, because, but we need to understand that in biblical days, wine and grain was, hey, you know, that's, that's finances, that's, that's success. Unfortunately, that is their safety as well. Um. So it says many people are coming to God and saying, shine on me, God. Bless my hands. Bless my work. Bless my job. David says, I have a greater joy. I have a greater joy 
Then when all their wine and grain abounds, that means when the harvest is when the harvest is so great, when you when people's harvest is so great, they get new cars, new jobs, you know, uh, new house, uh, you know, extra money, all this, and you know. And, and, and the people want to dance and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He says, I have a greater joy. Now, one thing to be quickly seen is that grain and wine only comes in once a year. So that means a Pentecostal once a year, you know. Uh, hmm. See, it's a terrible thing when God is just related with your wine and your grain. In the book of Revelation, under the one of the seals, I think third seals, it says, don't harm the wine and the oil. Let's talk about people. But, but there's something missing when God is only associated with your wine and your grain. David says, I have a greater joy. Verse 7, I have a greater joy than all that. And David's implying he has this all the time. I have a greater joy than that. Yes, you get happy when those blessings come in and you're praising God. And you really feel like, okay, 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 I must be doing something right. That's your first mistake. <laughs> Maybe the Lord just got uh, sorry for your pitiful state and just decided to bless you. Doesn't necessarily mean your faith's working, you know. Uh, because sometimes God gives us things when we don't deserve it, you know. You can't say you did it. But first thing is we, we start to think, I did something right. But then we start to think, God is great, God is great. But we associate him with wine and grain. Now, it is true that, that God blesses us. And it is true that the wine and grain sometimes testifies to God's goodness for us. But I mean, that's like remaining in kindergarten when you go, go to the university in your head because your theology. All you think God is, is wine and grain. Now when David says, I have a greater joy, we must remember David's life. Uh, we must remember all the chaos, kingdoms taken from him. His own children stealing his wives, coming against him. You know, uh, his little pornography thing, looking over the balcony. All of that stuff, you know. Uh -huh. And somewhere in the midst of this thing, you know, David says, I have a greater joy. Uh -huh. I have a greater joy. It's so sad when we just relate God to wine and grain. And here's the thing. Because as we look at these verses, the eight verses, you know, they can't vary from each other. I will lie down and sleep in peace. I will have peace. For you alone, O oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. See, when we have wine and grain, we feel safe. 
we feel loved by God because we, we, we get to plenty. Hmm? And sometimes, I believe as believers, sometimes, sometimes we want things, not because we want things, we just want things to know that God is okay with us. I forget that. Most of us are very less for first things. But, <laughs> but no, seriously, I have, I have known some people confess that. They, say, they have everything, and they're really blessed, and they're hearing other people's testimonies, and they say, I'm not blessed. <laughs> but what I think they mean is nothing, no big harvest has come in, so they, they don't feel the love of God. God is more than a harvest, you know. Huh? You can lie down and you can lie down in peace, and, and you can. Lie, I will lie down and sleep in peace. Some of us can't do that. Uh, for you alone, O oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. Sometimes we think the harvest makes us safe, but there's other enemies, you know. Sometimes we think the new car makes us safe, but there's other enemies. Uh, we, sometimes we think the good doctor report makes us safe, but there's other enemies. Uh, there's other enemies. So grain and wheat does not make us safe. And our joy is very limited. You know, if we have some expectations of the harvest coming in, we see in our harvest field, if we can get over the anxieties of waiting on the blessing that is supposed to come, or I think I got a new job, or I think somebody's going to marry me, or I, I, I think I'm going, somebody's going to give me a, a, a new car. So you, 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 you got, you're excited, you know. That's when you try to be an angel. <laughs> you got joy, but sometimes it's just... It's kind of a mixture with anxieties because you're afraid that something's going to happen, something's going to come and take it away any minute, you know. But, but when you get it, you know, you feel with joy. You feel with joy. But how long does it last? Huh? A woman has a baby, she's filled with joy. Twelve months later, here. <laughs> Here, when that baby first come out, you say, "No, no, I don't like people holding my baby or or hold the head like this." Seven months later, catch. You know, you get this little thing about a foot and a half long, right? And you're beaming like bright lights on a car. You're just shining. Huh? You're just shining. Huh? You're just, you're shining, you're beaming, you know. Like, the, like you're safe, the whole world is going your way. Uh -huh. Yes, and you're just walking around like that, and and then you see this mother comes along with about six kids, and you think, 
we don't usually think they're more blessed, you know, but it's just these things that begins to open up our eyes about. Huh? You get a new vehicle. See, new vehicles is like a new baby. Huh? Like like new wine, you know, an abundant, you know, harvest of wheat. You 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 feeling. And again, you know, for believers, that is a testimony of God's goodness. And it is a testimony that not only did Jesus come in the flesh to save us, but Jesus is still in the flesh. He is still in this world. And he can bless us. But that's not the point. You know, the Bible says if you gain the whole world, but forfeit your soul. So we think about these heathens. Out here, you know, cheating and bribing and doing all these things. We, we love to... I don't know. Us church people, we love to think about heathens. I think we just, we just feel, you know, I feel a little closer to heaven because I ain't like that. So, you know, you gain the whole world but forfeit your soul. So, all right, that's a heathen scripture. Hmm? You know, sometimes you almost got your scriptures marked. That's a heathen scripture. Gain the whole world and forward to yourself. That's a heathen scripture. That's somebody turned away from God. Maybe it's somebody that never really found God sitting in church. God's blessing you. You're gaining. The spirit of prosperity is upon you. But you're forfeiting your soul. Because you don't know what David's talking about when he says, I have a greater joy. Sometimes you say, I have a greater joy than your new car. That's just because you're jealous. <laughs> uh, there's one place I hate to go more than any place on earth. As most of you know, I'd rather do funerals than weddings. I hate to go to weddings. And I especially hate to go to receptions. Because here's the bride all dressed up, right? Like, she stays that pretty all the time, you know. Here's the bride all dressed up. And he's all dressed up, right? Now, I don't, maybe it's just the prophet in me, you know. But I'm sitting around and, of course, you know, that's my day. Yeah, that's my day. Woman saying that, she forgetting the man. That's my day. That's my day. Huh? Huh. Somebody says, where's your husband? Husband? What? Oh, oh yes, oh, he's over. That's my dad. But beside that, other couples, you know, they 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 kind of jealous a little bit. Men just go for the food. <laughs> but there's a thing that men do, you know. Men is always checking out the new bride or the new wife, and then they're looking at their wife. And then they're watching them dance and seeing how loving they are. I don't, I guess it's the propheticness in me. I just pick up on everything, you know. It's just, it's like, uh, it's like every man's comparing their wife to, you know. Uh -huh. So, it's like, And so, you know, she's all decked out and he's got his high beams on. He's just grinning, you know, you got the world. 
you just relax it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what's around the curb. God finally come through for me. Yeah. Grain and wheat comes through once a year, you know. Huh? Unless, of course, you get, you know, some things only come through once a lifetime unless you divorce and marry again, you know. You didn't catch that, did you? Uh, yes. It's, it, you know, you, you get married. So you always get married when you're older. You don't have as long to find out all the problems. <laughs> you, you know what destroys marriages and relationships? This ignorance is what destroys marriage and relationships. Because we think the new wine and the new wheat it's going to last forever. We think that's going to solve everything. So we put too much expectation on the blessings that we have. Even if you get a new car, that new car is supposed to do everything. But once it gets its first scratch or down the road it starts to, you know, you got to maintain it. You say, huh, this car, just like every other car. Ain't no difference in this car. Yes. Sometimes we say that with our husbands. Hm. It's my third husband. They ain't no different. They're all the same. Here's a little revelation. Maybe it's not them. Maybe you're the same. Maybe you never changed. So through your eyes and your inspiration, you always get the same thing. But David says, I have a greater joy. Oh, my, 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 my. Huh? I will lie down. I will sleep. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. You know where you get that from? The power to lie down and sleep. To lie down and sleep in peace. Now, to lie down and sleep in peace, you've got to feel a little safe, you know. Yes, that's what causes insomnia and stuff like that because we don't feel safe. We don't feel like a burglar bars are strong enough or we wonder if we locked the door. We wonder if somebody else locked the door. Or we, we worried about in the morning or we worried about problems down the road or we worried about bills. Because it ain't our, this is not our season for wine and, and uh, grain. In abundance. So we can't, we don't feel safe. So we don't sleep. We don't have no peace. See, this is the place where you, you, you don't get that safety from wine and wheat. Yes? Right? From wine and wheat. You get drunk. And a, a, bump, a, bump, um, a little shelf here. That's what you get from wine and wheat, you know. Uh, 
You don't get safety from wine and wheat. You get drunk and place to put your arms. <laughs> See, where you get this safety is at is when you go through those seasons when it's not harvest time yet and your wine and wheat's almost all gone or it is gone or somebody took it. But you still know how to lie down and sleep in peace. And you still know how to dwell in safety. Hmm? I remember one time in New York several years ago. There's this demon come in my room. Ugly demon. Hmm? Top of his head was scratching the ceiling. And he just come in grumbling and, and all course of things. So, I'm looking for my sword, you know, and the Lord says, nah. He says, turn over and go to sleep. I say, say what? <laughs> Can I at least look at it and keep one eye open? He says, turn over and go to sleep. And I don't know when that demon left my room. But I turned over and I went to sleep. David says, I have a greater joy. Huh. Greater joy. And if life is about wine and wheat, that means there's seasons in your life. Hopefully not once a year, right? But there's seasons in your life. Not unless it's a very big season. But there's seasons in your life. And guess what? That means if there's seasons when it abounds, there's season when it's playing out. There's seasons when you have abundance and there's seasons when you don't. Paul says, I learned to be content in every situation. Whether clothed or naked. Most of us don't have that problem. I've learned to be content. See, there is where you find God. Now, I'm not a, I believe in the prosperity of God, and I believe God wants us to prosper and be good witnesses. But you don't find God at the bank. You don't find God with the new car. You find some kindergarten facts of theology. That God blesses. Because we know that all things come through him. Don't come from nowhere else. And the Lord says you will receive 30, 60, 100 times as much. And with it persecution. So sometimes, sometimes the feeling of unsafety is not the lack of financial things. Sometimes the feeling of unsafety is somebody persecuting you. Somebody coming against you. Sometimes there's a demon in your room. Hmm. Look like he's upset about his last haircut or whatever it was. Hmm. That's, that's, not, that's not where you find this great joy. You find this great joy in knowing how awesome God is. You find this great joy when the Lord brings you through something. Yeah? Not that you become a masculist and... and Decide, oh, I want to live in poverty all my life and 
be like Job. Job didn't live in poverty all his life. It's a season. It's a season. What I want you to know, and this is a thing that often makes us uh, unpentecostal, unthankful, is because we only relate God to the harvest. And not to all the other times in your life. Uh, not to all the other times. You, you, you know what means the most to me? I love all the blessings that the Lord has given me. Hmm? I could count them one by one as the song goes. I love all the blessings. I, 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 I love the place where God put me. I, I love Trinidad. Well, I don't love no country. I love people. I like Trinidad. I, I love where I'm at. That's why I've been here 21 years. Because this is the land the Lord brought me to. Uh, boy, I didn't know where that door was at. But this is the land the Lord brought me to. But you know, when I think about God, I think about lonely nights sleeping in a van. Even in some very bad areas. And God is right there with me. I think about some difficulties I've gone through. See, that's a friend. You can find a lot of friends when your wine and your harvest comes in, you know. You can find friends all over the place. When you've got plenty of wine and, and, and grain going on there, you know. You can find all kinds of friends. Yes. But where they at? When the wine and the wheat is not so plentiful. See, Jesus is like that. What, what, what makes me diligent about God? What makes me willing to fight? And not to fight as if though I don't believe, but I ain't giving up. That doesn't come from my bountiful supply. That comes from a friend that showed up every time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I think, I think most people see me as a happy person. I am a happy person. And some people have said, you know, you act like you never, ain't never been through nothing. Oh, I've been through plenty. Uh, but here's the thing. I, I don't dwell on it. I don't say, oh, Lord, not this again, Lord. You made my life so rough. Like I'm keeping count of the good things God has done for me and the bad things God has done. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. In fact, difficult th time, things I've gone through and times I've gone through, I don't even think about them. What I think about, and sometimes it's uh, actually it's subconscious what I think about, is how much Jesus is with me. Hmm. See, wine and wheat, it's, it's going to come and go. Uh, those things that come that make you feel so peaceful and makes you feel so safe. They're going to come and go. 
And if you ever known anybody bipolar, they come and go 12 times a day. Uh, you walk in the bathroom, you're feeling good. Ain't got nothing to do with what went on in the bathroom. You come out and it's like. So the person at the desk saying, I thought, where did that, that other person ain't come out yet? Huh? And, and maybe that's, that's the steps to get into that bipolarness is, is that thing right there. You, 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 you allow the flesh to control too much of your where you allow the flesh to make you religious so that when things are good, you're ready to dance. Huh? Yes. Somebody asked you, how are you going? Uh, don't do that. Things going good. You're still walking, aren't you? Uh, you get one little thing. You get one little bow weevil in your wheat. Hmm. You get one little, what's that thing that gets in rice? Weevil. weevil. You get one little weevil. Huh? See, you're letting the spirit of the world control you too much. That's the way the spirit of the world does. Huh? When they got their wine and wheat at night, you know, oh, they're dancing, they're hopping like, you know, like Tigger or like some bunny rabbit, you know. In the morning, they don't speak to you. Now, I, t I said we ain't going to talk about heathen. I talk about church people. Huh? Why? You go, you go to a service at night, ooh. You just go home singing. You open the door. You open the door, you know. Your husband don't go to church with you, so you open the door. You come in singing. Hallelujah. Hi, sweetheart. Mm. And the husband says, this is an illusion. Because <laughs> I know how this woman wakes up. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. Listen, you got, you got it. See, a thing David is saying is, got to be the same all the time. It might be a little spikes, but, you know, Mount Everest, you know, you know. It should be a little something there to say, all right, all right, all right. Yes, oh, yes, you know. But you still say, yeah. but some of you, you got terrible spikes, you know. <laughs> it's like the Dead Sea and Mount Everest, you know. It's just... Uh, <laughs> and it's not moving rapidly, you know, it's just like, oh. Well, sometimes if, you, if it comes fast, you go, whoop. And it's like, oh. Some of you are missing the best opportunities in your life. Huh? And right now, I know I'm talking to you. I'm probably talking to some others. 
I'm sure. But I know I'm talking to you. You know, sometimes you, you, you've seen good times, but you let the bad times, let those things you went through. Listen, Jesus was always there, whether you talk to him or not. Somebody hear me. Jesus is always there whether you talk to him or not. He keeps, he keeps his eyes on the afflicted that loves him. He's always there. And the Lord is telling me to tell you that you're more blessed than you think. Some of those things you've gone through can bring you so close to God. You hear what I'm saying? But sometimes we don't. We think those are the times that we messed up or the times that God let us down. Isn't that true? Huh? When we see little difficulties, we think that this time when God let us down or we did something wrong. Or the devil's bigger than me and God. Huh? Or we, or we adopt some theology that we're always going to suffer in this life. That's not a lie. You ain't always going to suffer in this life. But don't ever think you ain't going to break your fingernail. Yes. God wants you to know that you and him have been together a long time. And if you can embrace that, I was not defeated. Because I rode around in my vehicle for two years. Because I rode around in my vehicle for two years evangelizing. Some churches not even wanting to talk to you. I rode around in my vehicle because I couldn't afford a room. Yes. I would, I would bathe in a... In a gas station in, in, in the bathroom, I'd go in there and that's where I'd bathe, bathe in that sink, like a little bird. You know? See, I can laugh about all that thing. Because huh? ain't no pain there. Ain't no pain there because my God was with me. If God is with you, why, why, are, you, why are you feeling pain? <clears throat> yeah. And the states ain't like Trinidad. Wintertime's so cold. You got to the car run and cut it off run cut it off summertime you, you can't even go to sleep unless you let the car run with the air conditioner so two years I did that hmm? never slept in a bed never had a bathroom I see other evangelists riding in style doing all kinds of things but I would never trade For any of your wheat or any of your wine, I would never trade that time. And here's the thing. I was conscious of God. It wasn't like, oh God. Oh God, when is, when is this going to end? Oh Lord, have mercy on me. For some reason or another, because of him. Okay? This is what it is. 
this ain't so bad, no way. You ain't got nobody to aggravate you. It's what it is. Two years I did that. Huh? And looking back now, obviously you can tell my voice, ain't no pain there. But there was no pain then. The Lord did give me a van, so I was laying down on the floor. I remember laying down on the floor one night because he, he always talked to you. You know, sometimes when you wine and grain ain't in, God talks to you more, you know. You know, yeah. You know, when you get full, you just, you don't feel like talking to nobody much, you know. Um, but he say, hey, you ain't always going to sleep on this floor. Mm. You know what I say? I don't care, Lord, as long as I'm with you. So it's the way you go through things. Maybe you, maybe you went through some of those things faithfully. Maybe you didn't. But I, I think some of it is you, you struggle to see God in what you went through. Hmm? Look back, daughter. You can remember it all. And you can remember how many times he comes and comforts you. Ah. Uh, that's where my joy comes from. So, all right, you got some wine and some grain. I can, I can rejoice with you even if it's yours and not mine. But I have a greater joy. That's why I can rejoice with you. You rejoicing over that new little foot and a half long thing and you rejoicing over that, uh, you know, that shiny thing with four wheels you're doing. You know why I can rejoice with you? I have a greater joy. Mm -mm. I have a greater joy in him. So, don't hear me wrong. I'm not talking poverty. And I'm not saying, you know, you've you got to live a life in Job. I'm just saying, on those seasons between harvest time and planting time, planting ain't too bad, but getting close to harvest time again, there's those seasons. No matter how big your house is, Sometimes there's a barking dog outside. Yeah. And guess what? The millionaires, billionaires, often puts the same galvanize on their roof as you put on your roof. Sometimes they leak. Huh? When you have a humble house and it leaks, eh, no problem. We'll floor need mopping anyway. Rich man, he's moving everything around, you know. Ah, ah. He's trying to get a roofer to come out at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know. It's, I want you to have that. Prosperity is going to come. Some of you have prosperity on you. Prosperity is going to come. But you could gain the whole world and forfeit your soul. Huh? Listen, if you can't sit down, if you can't sleep in peace and dwell in safety, if you can't just sit down, take the Sabbath off, if you can't just take a few minutes, yes? Now, if the only day you work is the Sabbath and the other six days is, is your day of rest, all right, I'm not talking to you this morning. I'm talking to some of you that's just rush, 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 rush. Huh? Rush, 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 rush. Rush, rush, rush. See, I'm talking to some of you that just rush, rush, rush. 
Your children are going to grow up and you're not going to remember them. You'll remember them when you're old. Huh? When you're in the nursing home. And you can't remember the future, but you can remember the past. And you're just sitting there. <laughs> and you're just sitting there thinking about, you know, that's terrible. When you're old, then you're going to look in the rearview mirror and realize how much you love your children or your husband or your wife or the life that you have. Hmm? That's when you're going to remember it. Huh? When you're on your deathbed, that's, gonna, you, that's when you're going to say, you know what, the Lord's been good to me. But you didn't get to enjoy it. Huh? Because here it is, you're doing the Pentecostal dance with the wine and the wheat. None come in, you know. You're doing your Pentecostal dance. And so, all right. Maybe you sleep good for a night or two. You dwell in safety. And then you start to think about, huh, it's getting low. And then you can start back to worrying and praying and say, Lord, Lord, need a breakthrough. Lord, 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 Lord. Let me put it this way. Most Christians go from I thank you to I need you. Same day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes? You go to the Pentecostal dance, right? To the Pentecostal, let's cry out unto the Lord. He will hear us. You ain't got nothing in between. Your cries and your laughter. But I'm telling you, there's a place in God. Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, your flesh... Your flesh can be quite religious, you know. People don't think flesh is religious, but, you know, you kind of trained it, so it's religious. Sometimes a little something going on, and I hear my, my flesh used to make me, tempt me to do some stupid religious things, you know. Um, sometimes, you know, things ain't quite working out. My flesh says, cry out to the Lord. <laughs> you think it's the Spirit of God. Your flesh saying, to the Lord. I said, no, nah, this is the thing. I'm not saying there's not a time when you need to do that, so don't, don't get me wrong. No, nah, this thing getting me vexed. I don't feel like crying out. But this thing acts like it's God. Cry out. Get a breakthrough. That's the way to do it. Uh, and it's like, nah. You know, a lot of times if you love God and God tells you to pray, you don't fight it. But when that old religious spirit comes, huh? when that old religious spirit says, go out by the mailbox and circle it seven times. <laughs> Somebody going to try that today. You think, I never thought of that. I going to do that. I going to go circle my mailbox. The prophet said so. No, the prophet didn't say so. So the first thing you, you have to learn to do is you've got to learn to trust God. And you've got to learn. All right. Your flesh says, no, no sex outside of marriage, no weed, no alcohol. Huh? 
I'll be religious. I'm going to be the best churchgoer, the best pastor there is. So this old, your flesh is now religious, you know. Huh? You don't even recognize your flesh anymore. Because it's talking and acting like God. It's acting more godly than you. Huh? Your flesh, you know. Huh? You come into church and it's like, hmm. Hallelujah. Yes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, brother. <laughs> Your flesh is more religious than you. And you ain't caught on to that yet. Hello. You have dragged your flesh to church so many times and to Sunday school. You ain't let your flesh do nothing else. So it says, all right. All right. The old flesh says, well, I can find a woman in here. There's just more wrappings on the, on, on the, uh, on the gift, you know, about the, and your flesh starts says, uh-huh, uh-huh, I got some new lines. Sister, you look beautiful in the Lord. <laughs> and I, I see a man coming into your life. <laughs> you, just, you just find a new way to, you know, you, you Christianize your, your demon. Or let me say your flesh. <laughs> you need to watch some of that stuff, you know. Huh? You need to watch some of that stuff. And God's always giving you a word. See, that's why I like Anglican church. Ain't nobody ever got no word for you. That's my parking space. You know, maybe something like that, you know. But spirit-filled churches, oh, there's always somebody got a word for you. You can see them coming. <laughs> oh, glory to God. The word of the Lord is moving quick. Uh, and then they go. And then they're all over the place, you know. So your, your old flesh is saying, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I fixed some things today. Your old flesh, you don't, you don't have it, but you... Almost think you got this voodoo doll in the back. <laughs> Pastor, raise your hand. Oop. <laughs> see, I, I love to just let the Spirit of the Lord move me, but you know, I, I look in to see where all the hands are, make sure ain't nobody. <laughs> now your flesh gets stupid. The same way your flesh says, all right. The Lord wants to bless me. So it's all about wine and grain. And when harvest season is over, all right, we got to do some planting. I got to plant some tears for my blessing to come up. Where's those tear planters in the house? Huh? Nothing comes without tears. Nothing comes without wailing. Huh? Where's those tear planters? Hmm? You thinking you planted your tears too deep? Hello. I learned something from a dog. He's crossing the road, got bounced by a car. He knows the ambulance ain't coming, ain't nobody coming. 
he gets up, he shakes it off, and, <laughs> and it's like, Listen, God is good. He'll help you shake it off. He'll help you shake it off. There's always going to be blessings because God don't like poor witnesses. He's always going to make you blessed. He's always going to put you in some high places. But the reason you're so good in high places because you come through the low places. And the reason you're so good with your blessings and you're not sitting there beaming like, I don't know, like a high beam on a car, you know, or maybe even a truck. You've got, you got your high beams on when you get blessed. So you can always tell the man of God, he ain't making no big deal out of it. He ain't making you jealous. He says, I thank the Lord. He good. You want some? <laughs> but you can always tell somebody, They've been waiting a long time for a harvest, you know. Oh, they're gleaming. <laughs> and it's, it's okay to gleam, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Huh? Only when you have the joy of the Lord. See, some of you got big beds, but you don't have no big peace. Some of you got big houses, but you don't dwell in safety. There's your wine and your wheat. Huh? And Dr. Jesus is in your medicine cabinet. Huh? And yes, you have your crying time. And yes, the blessings come. But you never learned how to shake things off and hold on to Jesus and not let yourself get upset. Because huh? that old flintstone of a flesh. <laughs> That likes to play Jesus. You know, it, it, it gets hysterical when the glory ain't coming. Well, I planted tears last night. I don't know why ain't nothing coming up, you know. Hallelujah. Lord, speak to us this morning. Glory to God. Do you love the Lord? Listen, you're going to prosper. But if you prosper... And forfeit the walking relationship with Jesus in this life. You missed it. You might get into heaven. But you missed it. Ah. If you have a handsome husband or a beautiful wife or beautiful children or a friendship. And all you're worried about is providing. And all you're worrying about is cleaning and all you're worried about. But you never took the time to have that walking relationship. And if you're a part of this church, huh? And you never took the time to have some of our fries. Oh, this is what, no. <laughs> if you're a part of this church, and you're just running into church and running out of the church, you know. Yes. And you never had the time to say, this is, this is, this is where I fellowship. Uh, it's not where I just go listen to preaching and choir sing. If you never take the time, what use is it? And then when you're old, you're sitting there 
Nobody comes to see you because you didn't go to see nobody. And you're old and you're just sitting there. Huh? Every now and then you think about taking a walk and you're saying, nah, it's too long. <laughs> uh, my father, as he got his old, his biggest trip was going to the mailbox. Walk out the door, cross the street, about like this, go to the mailbox. Felt like he did a day's work, you know. He said, ah. He felt good about that, you know. You get old, you're just sitting there. And you think about, man, church was good. Oh, I remember so-and-so. And you start to have those memories, you know. But that's all that's there. Because you didn't take the time to enjoy life between the wine and the wheat harvesting. You just rush from one to the other. As soon as you got your wine and wheat out of the field, you started planting. Planting tears to get that crop again. Listen, you don't learn to enjoy life. If you don't die of some sort of interior earthquake, you're going to sit in an old chair for years. Your butt's sore, but you ain't got no another one. You just keep switching hips. And you sit and you think about life and you realize life wasn't so bad. You went through some things, but you realize, now, nah, Lord, I see the goodness you brought about in my life. So you had to be there then. That's a bad time to view life. You just live life so fast and so rushed. So you get somebody to videotape it when you can watch it when you get old. I don't want that life for you. I want you to enjoy. I want you to have a joy that's greater than all those things you're wishing for and hoping for. A joy that's greater than all the things you're wanting God to do in your life right now. Huh? You don't have to scream at God. You don't have to... Uh, you don't have to sleep outside His door every night until He gives you a blessing. He's going to let your request be known. In its season, it's going to happen. God's going to come to you. Everybody that calls upon the Lord. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And the righteous is not those that are always perfect, but those that are always believing in Jesus. Quit making God so hard. That's not who He is, you know. He wants to bless you. And He's going to bless you with many things, but... You, listen. Every time you go see God, you just get a blessing and you never know who God is. Nah. The Lord ain't going to do that to you either, you know. Yes. Plus, it's healthier God's way. Hello. Yes, that's what the Sabbath is for. God made it a religious day so the lustful people wouldn't realize it's a day when God says, oh, you lustful people be still. So we called it the Sabbath, made it a religious day. It's a holy day. It is quite holy because that's the only time you ever get still. And some of you don't get steel on the side. <laughs> He's a good God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Ladamoko says, 
Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Daughter, you understand what I said to you? Uh, he's with you. Because mm -hmm. you go through some things, that ain't a sign of eternal life. That's not a sign of what's going to happen. All at once, your life changes. And everything makes sense. That's a beautiful day, you know. Yes. Huh? Scientists say that uh, your mind is not even matured until you're 26, 27 years old. I don't know. That's what they say. I can understand that about some young people, but it don't explain some old people that are still acting like kids. But, um... <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's slower. Ain't got enough wheat in their diet or something, I don't know. Who needs a word this morning? I've had a headache all night. I've had a headache all night. Seems like it's been more than one night. Who's had a headache all night? I've had a headache all night. Who's had a headache all night? That's you? You had a headache all night? Over two weeks now, brother. Over two weeks, that's what I heard. It wasn't just one night. All right, you have a headache right now? Yes, prophet. All right, you, come, come follow me. Headache is gone. Headache is gone. You can't make it happen. The Lord said so. Headache gone. Headache gone. Hmm. It's been an old demon badgering your mind. Like he runs around behind your head from one ear to the next ear. Just talking to you. I counsel him right now. Hmm? Counsel him right now. Oh. You love everybody? Huh? Yes, prophet. Yes, prophet. I loved everybody. I had to think about it, but I loved everybody. Uh huh. The Lord has mercy. Daughter, your headache is gone. Check and see. 
Is it gone? Be honest. Yes, prophet. Totally. Yes, prophet. Huh? Yes, prophet. You've had a headache for two weeks and it's gone? Yes. And you ain't got no Pentecostal down? Are you telling me the truth? Is your headache gone? Yes, I ain't too long. We're up some big sun on the both sides. Hello. <laughs> How much VIX have you put on your head? How much VIX have you put on your head in the last two weeks? Hmm. Huh? Okay. okay. Hello. VIX don't work. Vicks don't work. Huh? You know, there's no medicine that heals. All medicine is designed to kill something. There's no medicine that heals. All medicine is designed to kill something. Daughter, two weeks you've had the headache. You tell me the truth, it's gone. Totally gone. Yes? Not a sign of it. All right. Two weeks. Now, you have a choice. You can choose me and the Lord or you and your VIX. See, the truth is, the truth is I could look at your spirit and see all kinds of things or reasons why you had that headache, especially that demon that was going back and forth, talking to you about and trying to get you to dislike somebody and grumble about somebody. It'd say something in this ear and it'd say something in that ear. Huh? That, was, that was a hesitation. Huh? I could tell you all about why you have your headache. And I could tell you, okay, repent of this, repent of that, repent of this, repent of this, repent of that. Headache be gone. I didn't do that to you. I showed you mercy. God's great mercy. Huh? Your headache's totally gone. Ain't no Vicks. Don't give Vicks no glory. Huh? Did you read on that? But you, you get your bottle of Vicks and read on it. After two week, after two weeks, you'll be here. <laughs> headache totally gone. Father, put some joy in that head too. Uh, put some joy in that head. Because you're frustrated with somebody. Put some joy in her, Lord. Huh? Let her see there's a better way. Huh? Let her see there's a better way. You know, sometimes a dog be barking outside. And you can't sleep. You know what happens next? You outside barking with the dog. <laughs> and the neighbor's sticking their head out the window and say, Will you all shut up? And both of you are barking in a different language. You don't understand each other, you know. <laughs> Daughter, the Lord wants to show you a better way to live life. Huh? You can't fix everybody. You can't fix everything. Yes. can't fix everybody. can't fix everything. What is this that you like to eat? You like to eat soup. Is it soup you like to eat? What am I seeing? There's something you like to eat. Okay. Got any headache for the past three weeks? There's only soup I'm feeling for. What? All right. No. So, 
So there's this soup. And you're eating this soup, you say. I just want somewhere to sit in peace and eat my soup and people leave me alone. Am I talking to you? Listen, daughter. Today you've met with somebody greater than Vicks. Now, typically you like rice. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you check that out on Vicks. After two weeks, this works. But only eat it with soup. Don't use no rice. Woman, go eat you some rice and be happy. Yes? Come on. You, you're always working at things. You don't think... From small, you, you don't think, you don't think, you think everything is hard. Yes? You got more licks than Job. <laughs> you think everything's hard. You know who Job is, right? Oh, yes, that's your favorite person in the Bible. Um, <laughs> now, I know I've been, I've been a little humorous about this, but I'm also very serious about it. Listen, all your life, you felt like you had to fight for everything, work for everything. So even when you come to know God, you still think you've got to fight and work. You think that's God. You've got to fight through it. That's a lie, daughter. Huh? That's a lie. Even when you hadn't totally forgiven people. See, some people say, if you don't forgive, you can't get healed. That's not entirely true, you know. Because I just had mercy on you. And when I did, your headache disappeared. See, God wants to have mercy on you. And you need to call for mercy more than say, I'm right. Daughter, go eat you some rice and be happy. And in the morning, everything going to work out. There's some things you're trying to get done. Everything going to work out. Yes? Are you building something? No. You ain't building nothing. No. Thought about building. But we're finishing the back of the house. Finish in the back of that. Listen, it's going to get done. Yeah. I talked to you last week. Did I talk to you about the house? No, that's somebody else. All right. You go eat your rice. And be happy. Yes? Jesus coming. <clears throat> Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, sometimes you just, you're hurting your head trying to make things happen. Listen, sometimes you need to, be, hello, read the Vicks bottle. <laughs> huh? Don't give no medicine, no praise. It's God that makes you lie down in peace. Hallelujah. All right, let's do one more. Lada makisa bobo Somebody has an elbow that hurts. Somebody has an elbow that hurts. Who has an elbow that hurts? You have an elbow that hurts. Somebody has an elbow that hurts. Huh? You call it tenderitis or tender something. I don't know. You have an elbow that hurts. Who is that? In-house, online, who is that? Hmm. 
it's always it's always aggravating you. It's always like it's always like a it's not like it's a it's not like it's a constant pain, but it's 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 something that's always going on inside your elbow. Who is that? It's your elbow. It's like you're you always uh, you're always babying that elbow or you're stretching it. And you, and you feel a little something in there, a little pain in there every now and sometimes it's worse than others. When it rains, full moon, that type of stuff. <laughs> Isn't it amazing what we blame things on? That moon's been up there all these years. It's just been waiting up there to aggravate you. You say, it's the moon got me bloated. The moon ain't got you bloated. Uh, all these home remedies, rather than just say, Lord, you're my healer. Heal me. Huh? So there's, there's no elbow person. Huh? So the Lord talking to somebody that's not here. I don't I don't believe that. All right. Let's look for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Is that my elbow? Mm -hmm. That my elbow? All right. Bring my elbow here. <laughs> <laughs> Prophet, um, like sometimes when I beat in the drums, my elbow does um, start to hurt and it makes this popping, like pop, pop. Yeah, like a little yeah. popping inside, yeah. right? Your legs okay? <laughs> I know I'm shaking my legs. <laughs> Your legs good? Uh, I just wonder what took you so long to get up here. <laughs> hey, she's in the house. I can say that to her. <laughs> I just, yeah. mm -hmm. All right, your 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 excuse is that it's from all your drumming and stuff that you do. So you just got to live with it, right? Yeah. You wore it out. That's your excuse. That's why it can't get no better. Because you're going to live with it. Sometimes you got pains, you got difficulties. Sometimes you got things in your life, physical, spiritual, relationship wise, and you say, all right. Especially physical, you do a lot of typing or something, and then you say, you got, what is that? Corporal? Huh? Corporal tunnel syndrome. Whatever happened to my wrist hurts? <laughs> See, how you pronounce that again? Carpal tunnel. What tunnel? That's big words. The devil whispers in the doctor's office to say, my wrist hurts. So you say because of all your typing, you know, you try a different position. You say it's because of all this work I've done. That's why that pain's there. 
Uh, yes. My father, my father was a, a textbook something. I don't know. I, I learned so much from my father. All the days of my father's life, I've heard about this one accident when he was 21 years old and kind of wild and he got thrown out of the car. Since then, that's the reason his neck is hurt. Of course, it didn't hurt, start hurting until several years later. But he used to have this crick in his neck and he's convinced that's what it was. And because you're convinced that's what it was, you're saying there's no cure for it because you got this good excuse why that's there. Hmm? Yes. Sometimes in a, even in a relationship, you got this good excuse of why it's not working. We don't understand God's mercy. God knows sometimes you wear something out. Yes. Sometimes you wear your tongue out. And it's not so much your tongue gets sore, but he's got to fix a lot of stuff that you tore up with your tongue. God is merciful. Uh, and when we come back to him, because this, this is a classic example. Huh? And all this drumming has been, well, some of it has been in God's house, right? Used to do a little stuff outside God's house, but that's... Right? But, but that's, why, that's why there's no healing. Because you say, it's all the drumming I've been doing. So I've got to live with this pain. Or we could say it's the decisions that we have made. So I've got to live with this. God is merciful. Huh? And even though God has set the earth on its axis, and even though God has put the, the law of of uh, you know workings in place the Lord is in control he can step down at any moment and do what the law can't fix what medicine can't fix he is merciful you just gotta wait on him and believe in him yes daughter right now yes uh, there's been an angel in heaven searching for you an elbow. One elbow, two elbows. That, huh? that one right there for the left hand. All right. There's been an angel searching for an elbow for you. <laughs> Hello. Toyota's got replacement parts. <laughs> now, please don't take that too literal. There's some angel in heaven in some big warehouse looking for Tanique's replacement parts. It's just a vision. Yes. One new elbow. Pop, 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 pop. Check it out. It, it doesn't do it all the time. It's just off and on. It's not going to do it no more. Right? You believe? Yes. Huh? One new elbow. One new elbow. I knew it ever. All right. Does anybody have any of that tunnel stuff? Who has some tunnel stuff? You? 
from typing? All right. Well, I don't think that's tunnel. I think it's just probably overdoing it. You come anyway. Anybody else? Nobody else has, has wrist problems? You have wrist problems? Check her out. What kind of wrist problems do you have? Mm. So, um, my job, I ended up separating the eight bones in my wrist. You, you come, 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 come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, stand right. Tell me again. Because of my job, I held on and separated the eight bones in my wrist, and I had to do a surgery to try and put it back together. All right. It was so completely. When did this happen? Fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago. I did the surgery 10 you, years ago. You fell down and it broke? Separated the bones in my wrist. But before that, they thought it was carpal tunnel syndrome. Uh-huh. And um, but they you realized it was not. Because you fell down. Mm -hmm. And in 10 years, that was how long ago? 10 years ago, I did the surgery. And I told them another And how, another how many one. years ago you fell? 15. 15. 10 years you did a surgery mm -hmm. to do what? To try and put the bones back together. Uh, did they get them back together? Not all of them. Not so it hurts to write. Hurts to write. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm, let me feel this hand, please. All right. Hurts to write. What else they hurt to do? You got good movement? Yeah. No, I can't. Um, yeah, I have movement, but I can't apply pressure on it. Can't, you can't put pressure. It hurts. Now. We could speak in tongues. We could do a lot of things. Nothing wrong with speaking in tongues. Yeah. But if you ain't got no faith, yeah. you just use the oxygen. Obviously, man can't fix that. But I welcome the word of the Lord in this house this morning. Uh, he's here. Sometimes you want to feel a little tingle on your neck. Or it's amazing how many of you, when you not see geese, but when you feel gooses, you said, the Lord is here. <laughs> the strange thing is that happens when you see a handsome man, too. Uh, evidently, goosebumps ain't... Uh, Church strange yet. No, it, it's faith in God. It has been a, a long problem. It's faith in God. Daughter, Lord gonna give you a new hand. He's gonna give you a new hand. Look at me. He's gonna give you a new hand. Huh? You've worried about that hand. You're fussed about that hand. Didn't get much compensation, right? It's just like, and every time you try to do something, you, you're reminded of it. Almost like you was, almost like an angel tripped you and you was scorned. And it's just, it's actually affected your faith. It, it's made you feel like, you know, I know God loves me, but this, right? You ever felt like that? Probably back then, I learned to live, as I said before, I learned mm -hmm. to live with it. 
learn to live with it. Where does the Bible say you got to learn to live with pain? Nowhere. Nowhere. It's just that we do our best, doctors do their best, and sometimes we think, okay, Lord, I love you, I'm just going to live with it. And we feel noble doing that. But you should always give mercy a chance. Maybe that's not what God wants for you, daughter. Boy, it's going to take more faith than you got this morning, you know. You've had this thing 15 years, and 10 years ago, it was a disappointment, you know. And 10 years ago, at this point, so you, you ain't even got the faith. I'm not saying you don't have faith. I'm just saying, can you really see that hand being healed? Yes, you believe with you all your heart? See, you know to say that, but there's something in you that always wants to doubt. Is that right? Uh, listen, you should never pretend to have enough faith when you don't. This is the faith I got, God. I believe you can do it. I know mine can. And then mercy has to step in. You know, you know when Lazarus died and was in the tomb. You know, nobody had faith to get Lazarus out of that tomb. Sisters didn't. So, well, at the resurrection, when Jesus started talking about, I am the resurrection, <clears throat> she went and got her sister. Didn't nobody have no faith to get Lazarus out of the tomb. Well, he come out. New hand, daughter. In the name of Jesus, new hand. Bata. Tell me something. Tell me something that you could do right now. That you could, I mean, tell me something that you would do that might hurt a little bit, might feel a little, a little strange, right? That we could test a little bit. Huh? Can you tell me something? You said you, uh, do what? I mean, like if you put a little pressure, it would hurt. Is that true? If you try to do what? A push-up. All right. Well, you don't have to do a full-fledged push-up. Have faith now. Well, you don't have to do a push-up in the church. You know, Nicola does flips, but you know. All right. So you try to do push-ups. All right. But I mean, could you put a little pressure on something and just see if it's, just see if it's better? Don't be scared. You don't have to do a push-up. You know, you could push on the chair. Huh? So how else does it hurt? Just push-ups? No, when I try to write, it hurts. You open for this? Yes. All right, all right. All right, okay. We don't. I want you to write, Jesus is good. Right? And you write in a way that would typically hurt your hand, right? All right? Church, you believe? Is it better? It's not hurting the right. 
or write some more. Huh? Hey, wait, wait, wait. You like poems, right? You like poems? Sometimes. Write me a poem. Mm-hmm. Jesus can rearrange things in your life, you know. Yeah, he can rearrange things in your life, you know. Somebody let Jesus fix your life right now. It's easy. Just quite trying to, you know, sometimes our faith is us trying to do it ourselves. You know, we try to get some mind power when we think it's faith. Uh, that's not, that's not, that's not, no. Nah, that's marvel. That's not, it's marvel. 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 As you trying to be marvel. Evidently, ain't got no marvel fans in here. Mmm. Mmm. Everybody understand? Sometimes you, 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 you think it's faith, but, but you're, trying to, you're trying to do it through power. Your power. Right? It's, it's, through, it's through God's mercy. And His timing. Because you used to love to write. So how, how was that? That better? Yes? Can you read me what your poem? I, I just said, um, Jesus is merciful. What would I be without him? Can everybody hear? I love you, Lord. All right. Can't quite hear. A little louder. Jesus is merciful. What would I be without him? I love you, Lord. How can I say thank you? I am nothing but for you. Nothing but? But for God. All right. You're nothing but what? If I am nothing but. Oh. Amen. The grace of God. Amen. Amen. Daughter, your life is going to change. Yeah. Sign your name to that. Whose book is it? All right, sign your name right there. Hmm. Yes. And it's true, you like to, used to like to write a lot, right? So, see, you can't tell me that this is an aggravation. That this ain't no hasn't hasn't been no aggravation. It, it is. That's, we don't know how God did, did it. Don't get home and try to understand it. He just did it. Daughter, he loves you. He loves you so much more. I know you know God loves you. I mean, and we know that as Christians. But I'm telling you that there's more of God's love there than you can see. And He just wants to do some wonderful things in your life. He wants to bless your life so much. Yes. He wants to bless your life so much. Because, see, you always expect a dollar for a dollar. Maybe sometimes 99 cents. You always expect. What you sow is what you reap. You always expect that. And sometimes you don't, you don't always think that it's going to come back just right. But what you sow, you're going to reap. It's true. But God's mercy is greater than that. Huh? He wants to bring some joy into your life that you never had before. He wants to make some things happen in your life. Think, wow. 
What'd that prophet do to me? I didn't do nothing to you, daughter. The Lord has rested upon you. This is a sign. This is a sign. 15 years. How many great things does God have for you? You just got to open up and believe it. Yes. Yes. Let your heart feel His love right now. Just let your heart feel His love right now. Huh? Good things are going to happen. Good people are going to come around you. Joy is going to happen. It's like, huh? This, this is a new life. Do you believe me, daughter? Huh? That is the sign right there. Yes? Yes? God has so much more. Let Him do it. Don't try to figure everything out. Don't try to reason everything. Don't try to justify everything. Oh, yes, I know you. Don't try to weigh everything out. Huh? Everything. And, and, and that's why you get dollar for dollar, because you're weighing everything out. See, when you weigh everything out, same measure comes back to you. And, and, and things, you know, it's just rough. It's difficult. Life is difficult. It is not. It is not. It is difficult for the world. It is not difficult for us. Your life changed. Amen. Glory to God. Keep writing. Yes, Nicole, come please. Oh, come, come, come here, shorty. Yes. You must learn to do things in love. There's not enough love in your bones. It's like calcium. Calcium. What is it? Calcium. There's not enough love in your bones. Uh, there's not enough love in your bones. God's putting love in your bones right now. Uh, not enough love in your bones. You, you, you do things and you, 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 you're doing things for God and you still think God's not happy with you. Even while you're doing something for God. Huh? And you're always trying to do something for God. But you always feel like, this ain't going to work. God's not going to be pleased with it. God ain't going to be happy with it. Huh? You need some love in your bones. It's coming right now. You need some love in your bones. Huh? You need some love in your bones. Where's that little girl who used to scream and aggravate people? Huh? Anybody need any love in their bones? Huh? Huh? The Bible says, whatever you do, that means with your hands and your arms, whatever you do, do it with your whole heart. Hello. Hello. I will remove all the restrictions from your head. Come, Nicole. So, have a wonderful week if you want to. I don't want to force it on you. But if you want to, have a wonderful week. It's yours.